Yo fam, Coach Sam, Strong Gens Coaching, back with another episode for you guys. And on today's episode, we're talking about the contagion of hopelessness and helplessness and how this might be destroying your life or how you could possibly avoid this from destroying your life. But before we dive in, gents, if you can please smash that five-star review button or leave a review wherever you can for this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen, so smash that review button. Leave a positive review if you have the ability to do that, and then when you're done with listening to this episode, share it with two friends. All right, so gents, what is the contagion of hopelessness and helplessness? Okay, well, it is the contagious mindset of believing that you are hopeless in this life and that you have this sense of helplessness, that you cannot help yourself. This is just destroying our society right now. It has seeped in. It has set its roots and it's starting to grow. I see it all over the place. I have been a victim of this before in the past. Now, it is easier to go down this spiral of self-affirming helplessness when you enter in a stage of life where it is a depressive stage, right? Or an anxiety-ridden, depressive-filled stage season of life, okay? that's Depression brings upon this feeling of hopelessness, this feeling of helplessness, right? Same thing with anxiety, okay? It brings those feelings on. You feel hopeless, like there's no hope for you. There's no hope, there's no hope things are going to get better, and you feel helpless. You ask people for help. No one can seem to help you. The If you're on medications, they don't seem to help you. Like whatever the, you're trying to do, just whoever you're talking to, just, just nothing seems to help. And that is a terrible place to be. And I have been there myself. I have been down that spiral of self-affirming helplessness. And I say self-affirming helplessness because that's exactly what it is. You feel helpless, and then you tell yourself you're helpless, and then you just keep this going. And then every little thing that happens to you in life, okay, that every little inconvenience, every little insignificant moment is this giant dragon of hopeless despair. And that is a misery to, to be in. It's a misery state of living. Uh, and I know that very well because I was there for a period of time. I, w- I was in a very, a, a very dark, dark place for a solid, you know, two years, solid two years. I mean, it probably, I mean, it did extend past that, but a solid two years of vicious depression, unexplainable anxiety, suicidal ideations, you know, not wanting to be here anymore. And uh, there was a lot of reasons, you know, events in life that had caused this downward spiral. But in the midst of that downward spiral, I was self-affirming my helplessness. I was self-affirming my hopelessness. I was telling myself there's no way out. I was telling myself nothing would help because nothing seemed to help. There didn't seem to be a way out, but there was, okay? And there is a way out. And the first step is understanding that when you're in that season of life, okay, everything is going to seem hopeless, but it's not. Okay, every action that you take to help yourself is going to seem helpless. It's going to seem like it's not doing anything, but it is. Okay? And one of the biggest things I learned in that freaking vortex of misery is that doing the thing you least want to do is what you must do in order to propel yourself out of that state. Right. So like, for example, going to work like a lot of people are taking off work for mental health. Right. They're like, oh, I'm having a breakdown. 
I can't go to work. I can't do it. It's destroying my life. I can't function. Now, in some cases, could that be true? Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, I was in a real shit freaking place. But the one thing I didn't stop doing was going to work. And it's the single-handedly the greatest thing I ever did was not stop working. Okay, because when you go to work, it is an escape from your reality of depression and shit and fucking feelings of anxiety. Now, stress, I mean, work, of course, brings its own stressors, right? But it's you're engaging in something, okay? And when you go to work, you have an objective, or at least I hope your job gives you an objective, and you're around people, so it's social, and you have tasks to do. And because you're accomplishing these tasks, you get a feeling of significance because you you get a feeling of, of winning, right, which is what you need in order to battle this this feeling of hopelessness. Um, so, so stage one is understanding that you have to, you're not going to want to do things to help your and no matter what you do, you're going to feel hopeless. But doing the thing you least want to do is what you have to do to keep propelling yourself out of that downward spiral of misery. So things like going to work, going for a walk, staying on your diet, these are these are what I call non-negotiables. Okay, These are non-negotiables. These are things that you have to do no matter how you're feeling mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. It does not matter. These are things that you have to get done. It's your duty. And single-handedly, it's the greatest thing I ever did for myself was continue to go to work every single day no matter how I was feeling because at least it kept struck some form of structure in my life. Because when things seem hopeless and things seem helpless and you feel like you can't get ahead in life and life is constantly beating you down, the worst thing for you to possibly have is no structure because then you're in more limbo than you you already are mentally and if you're in physical limbo inside the the realm of reality in the physical world not just the mental spiritual emotional world if you are in limbo in the physical world bad things happen okay you put yourself in bad situations you make bad decisions but if you continue to at least go to work and have your schedule at least filled for at least 40 hours a week then you're going to distract yourself from these most likely self-harming activities and ideologies and thoughts and so on and so forth. So please, whatever you do, no matter how hopeless or helpless you feel, continue to go to work, continue to eat right, no matter how much you don't want to, like you have to do it, okay? You have to do it. It's going to feel like nothing's helping. I understand that. But one of the greatest things I have ever done uh, that I think really significantly helped me just get through that dark time was maintaining some form of structure. And that was for me personally from work, right? Um, but what what is the contagion? You know, I use this word contagion of hopelessness and helplessness. Like, what is that, right? Well, in society today, I see this trend of people banding together in the realm of hopelessness, right? They are, they are coming together and forming a community of people who are acting like victims. They're acting like the world is against them, the cards are stacked against them, and they're, they're saying that they can't get ahead in life and that they feel like crap and they feel hopeless and they feel helpless because of the, the world around them. Okay, That is not a good uh, ideology. It's not a good perspective because then you're giving your life into the hands of something else. Okay, you're telling uh, the world that it controls you when it doesn't. Everything that happens to us in, in life is in some form our responsibility. Now, there's things that happen that are out of our control. I completely understand that. But in general, we usually put ourselves in those situations or, you know, besides the catastrophic event that might happen, like that's just unexplainable. You know, those things do happen. But in general, like we have put ourselves in into the position we're in from some action or, or something that we were doing for a long period of time, whatever the case may be. Uh, and a lot of people nowadays are, are dishing off the responsibility to other people, and I want you to bring it back to yourself, okay? Uh, don't fall into that ideology. Uh, 
Do not fall into the perspective of, oh, you know what? You know what? All these people are saying that it's the system, that it's these people, it's the, the higher-ups, it's the, the world is collapsing, it's global warming, well, it's economics, whatever the case may be. That's why I'm broke. That's why, I'm, that's why I can't go to college. Um, that's why I'm struggling. That's why I can't get a girlfriend. That's why I'm fat. That's why I feel like shit because everything else around me, no, no, no. Bring it back. That's a contagion. It's a contagious ideology it's a contagious perspective and it's very easy to fall into because you can put the blame on any anything you can put the blame on anything for why you're feeling helpless and hopeless okay but that doesn't solve the problem it just exacerbates it so we need to get away from that and what we need to do is go back to self-responsibility yes reach out to help when help is offered for you and you feel like you need help say yes to the help but that doesn't mean that you don't do your part you still have to do the work Okay, so you need to start understanding things about yourself. You need to stop ignoring the problem. You need to dive deep. Like I spent in that two years of misery, um, you know, I didn't take any medications, right? A lot of people, the first thing they do when they start feeling sad uh, or off is they go to the doctor. They just can go to their primary doctor and get prescribed antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. I didn't take a goddamn thing. Now, I probably should have in the beginning when things were very, very bad. Okay, because, you, you know, if you're stuck in a stressful state for too long, it can do some damage to the, the neuron, the neurochemistry in your brain right so maybe i'm fucked up long term from that but who knows right but um the problem i see with medications and this is just my opinion and my anecdotal experience working with thousands and thousands of people for over a decade now in my personal training business one-on-one uh is that when people hop on medications at too high of a dose too fast for too long of a period of time uh <clears throat> they they don't learn the skills necessary to cope with the problem and then when they try and come off the drugs their issue that they went on the drugs for seems even bigger because they never learned how to deal with it in the first place. So for me, I, I didn't know that back then. I was just stubborn and didn't want to take medication. Um, so for me, I didn't take anything. And when I was in that that period, that two year period, uh, I did a lot of work on myself. Uh, I did a lot of self exploration. Uh, I tried to read as many books as I possibly can. I've read over 300 self-help books, guys, and I promise you, you're not missing a goddamn thing. Those self-help books suck. Uh, there's nothing in them that is worthy of, of improving your life. Now, of course, you take some tidbits here and there, and there were a few books that are gems, uh, but a lot of the books that actually changed my life were not necessarily the modern self-help book. They were books written by uh, people who had careers for 40 or 50 years, uh, whether it's in the physical or mental health field, uh, whether they were physical therapists or uh, homeopath doctors, or they were psychiatrists and psychologists who wrote uh, a few books based on their clinical experience uh, for five decades, 50 years, right? And so they write their real hardcore information in these books. Those were the books that completely changed my life. These other ones that pop up here and there, like positive thinking, like whatever book you want want to say, like the subtle art of giving an F, whatever the case, those are good books. Uh, you know, they're fun to read and all, but they really don't have any substantial, um, anything substantial in there that, that will elicit a change for you, right? You read the book and then you continue on your shitty life, right? That's just what happens. So yeah, books are great and all that stuff. You know, I've read a thousand of them. Um, and, and you might take a tidbit and stuff, but the real work comes from, from you and your own thoughts um, and your own actions, okay? And understanding the different components that make up your personality. So like for me, what I realized and what I think is, is um, inherent in all human beings is I have a shadow side of myself, okay? I call it the shadow side. Uh, and I've heard some other people refer to this also. Um, I actually 
got that um, description of, of my other side of myself from a book written by one, my favorite author, Sheldon B. Kopp. Um, he's someone who I was talking about who had a, you know, he was a, uh, a psychotherapist, you know, career for 50-something years, whatever the case would be, and then he wrote books based on his, his clinical experience with patients, so on and so forth, and his life experience. And so, you know, he mentions in one of his books, I think the book is called Raise Your Right Hand Against Fear. I think that's where I got it from. Uh, he mentions the shadow side, right? And I believe he got this from a, um, uh, another uh, psychotherapist, uh, Jung. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Jung. Um, very popular guy, old school. He's like in the Freudian type of error or like category, I guess you could say. Jung. I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. But anyways, um, sorry for that little rant there. The shadow side, right? So this is the side of me that is deceptive. It's the side of me that tells me I'm not good enough. It's the side of me that wants me to be sad. It's the side of me that wants me to kill myself. It's the side of me that doesn't want me to succeed. It's the side of me that's always telling me that I need to keep uh, getting better because I'm not good enough. I shouldn't have this. I don't deserve this. You suck. You deserve nothing but misery. Uh, don't do that because if if you do that, it's going to cause more problems, blah, 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 blah. That's the side of me I call the shadow, and it lurks into the deep, depths of my being at all times. It will never go away. It never does go away. And that's another misconception by a lot of people is they think like, you know, uh, the other side of depression is happiness. Like it's not right. Cause depression is the, well, there's multiple components of depression, but in my view, depression is, you know, the fear of, of loss, right. You know, or just the experience of loss, right. You know, you lose a loved one or you lose a job or you lose an identity of yourself and you enter into a depressive season of your life. Right. And anxiety is kind of the opposite of that. It's not really uh, something that happened in the past. It's a fear of what's going to happen in the future. And that gives you anxiety. Right. So those are the two sales like happiness. I, I don't actually believe in happiness. Um, I, I think I don't believe happiness is, you know, something we should strive for in life. I believe in progress, right? I know personally when I'm not progressing in some manner in life, that's when I start to f have those feelings of, of numbness and dullness. And so I always strive to keep my mind active, keep doing things, keep pursuing goals. Even if it's a very small goal, I, I need things that I can continue to do and progress. And that's what keeps me going. Um, but in general, I have this shadow side, and it's the side that tells me I'm not good enough, so on and so forth. But it's always inside me, and it's inside of all of you right? You don't just like one day wake up and you're not depressed or you have to work at this, right? Um, I'm not necessarily a happy human being. I would say I'm more of a steady human being now. I, I try to enjoy the the joyful moments in life. Uh, and then I try not to spiral so downward into the, the, the darkness, right? Um, and I, I think that now more than ever, that needs to be brought to the surface is that you do have a side of you that is not pleasant, okay? Don't disregard it. Don't try and hide it. Work with it. You know, I, I always had this saying, I, I would tell myself, you know, when I woke up in the morning, I would say, okay, Sam, it's time to shake hands with the devil and get up and go about your fucking day. Uh, and basically what that, that means is, you know, when I woke up and when I was super depressed, you know, in my early 20s, you know, I wouldn't want to get out of bed. Like I could have laid there all day, right? And there were, there were some days on the weekends when I did do that, I would just stay in fucking bed all day, right? Because your body doesn't want to do anything. You're, you're depressed. Things are depressed. It feels like there's a weight on you. But I would tell myself in my head, I'd be like, all right, Sam, feet off the bed. Okay, it's time to wake up and shake the devil's hand. Because that devil is like another word for shadow side, right? That's the side of me. Um, you know, I, would, I, would, I have the perspective of shaking that guy's hand, looking him in the eye and saying, not today, motherfucker. And that got me through. 
guys. It's not like that. It's not saying like, like, oh, I'm like, I'm happy today. Like, blah, blah, blah. No, it was challenging the depths of my fucking being. Like I was, I was in a battle with myself and I am constantly okay and I will be for the rest of my life and I, I think more people need to understand this that it's not about waking up one day and being happy it's about learning to pick up your shield pick up your sword and and put up the fight against your own shadow because that's what holds most people back okay you're not hopeless and you're not helpless you have the power within yourself to make the necessary changes to get you to a better season in your life to continue the progression of your evolution as a person and get to that next stage in life and you don't do that by waiting for other people to do it for you you don't do that by blaming other people you don't do that by sitting there and crying say why is this happening to me nothing's working so on and so forth if you're not actually trying anything right bad things happen all the time bad things happen to me all the time bad things happen to people all the time every single day life is difficult it's not easy Okay, we have to constantly wake up every morning and continue to fight. And I know that's not a popular opinion. We wish we could wake up every morning and 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 uh, just feel good and go about our day. And there's some people who are blessed like that, and they've probably structured their life in a manner where that that is what they have manifested. Um, but in our world today, it's just not. It's for most people, it's just not like that. Like, and we have to learn how to navigate through this life, especially with all the stimulus we, we have, especially with the social media and the comparison, comparing others. It's easy to feel like you're not doing good enough. It's easy to feel like you're a piece of shit. It's easy to feel like you're not keeping up with the Joneses. And that in itself could get you into a depressive state or a state of hopelessness and helplessness because you're like, wow, look at all these people doing all these amazing things and having all the success when it's really just, that's like all you're seeing is a few good pictures. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? So um, that's just a little rant there, but in general, the power needs to come back to you. You have to stop putting the responsibility onto other people. You have to stop tr not trying. You have to stop engaging in this contagion of hopelessness and helplessness because you do have the ability to improve your life. The power lies within you. You need to take responsibility. You need to do the thing you least want to do every single day. And you need to wake up. You need to stare your shadow side in the eyes, shake its hand and say, try me, motherfucker, and go about your day. Um, this one was a passionate one for me, and as you can tell, I can talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but I'm not going to do so. I'm going to leave it there. That's a lot to digest, um, and I hope you guys got something beneficial out of this. Uh, if you'd like to talk about this, if you'd like to hop on the podcast and be a guest or something to talk about your struggles, whatever the case may be, or you just want to have a conversation, you know, shoot me an email, stronggentscoaching at gmail.com, and um, don't forget, guys, Smash that five-star review button. Leave a positive review if you can for this podcast and share this episode with two friends. A couple mottos that I live by. One, train your life to change your life because I truly believe you can train small aspects of your life every single day to see a positive result in the future. And don't forget, gents, our standard motto here at Strong Gents Coaching, get strong and stay strong. Until next time, peace.